Mark 10, 37. He, he, asked, he asked Jesus for the honor of sitting at his right hand. I don't know. I feel like that was an arrogant thing to ask. I wonder if Jesus is like, get your 100-yard dash under 10 seconds, and then we'll talk. Until then, worry on your stride and don't tear your hamstring. Right, right. <laughs> but at the same time, that'd be like the perfect response. Like, get your get your 100-meter dash down or down below 10 seconds, because <laughs> that's just a way to cut somebody down. It's like, you're bragging about this, but at the same time, it's not that good. It's not that impressive. Right. Howdy, everybody, and welcome to episode 223 of the SupersetYourLife.com podcast, your weekly workout motivation to fuel your life inside and beyond the gym. On Mondays, you know that we set the tone for our athletes and our listeners in our faith, in our family, and in our fitness. Carly Kovacic is with us this week to help us do just that. She is a long-term client and friend, very much like family, from Benton, Louisiana, United States. She is a natural women's physique competitor, an ultra-marathon runner, a meteorologist, and we've competed together at a couple shows in 2022. Her last competition was the NPC uh, Natural Emerald Cup. Her physique is a statement of self-discipline and self-respect, which is backed by an attitude to superset her life no matter what she's up to. She's been a highly respected leader and front man, or front lady rather, for years now of our business, and uh, many of our other competitors look up to her and follow her example. So this week's challenge is to, uh, we're going to be going back to the basics, and so we're going to pray and or meditate on our key verse, which is John 3, 16. For God so loved the world in this way that he gave his only well, that, that he gave his one and only son, that whoever works hard enough is biggest and strongest and earns it themselves. Wait, no, that's not how it goes. <laughs> so that everyone that believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. So John 3.16 is a fundamental verse that I believe that any believer should memorize for quick reference if you're new to it. Uh, this is a perfect place to start for new for new believers. So understanding this gift that God gave us is foundational to why we develop the, um, these health habits in the first place. Carly, welcome back to the show. How has your week been? Oh, hey, Cole. It's, it's great to be back on this podcast. Thank you for having me. Before I answer your question, I just want to let you know that you said my last name right. I remember in one of the <laughs> Yeah, because like the first three times we recorded podcasts together, I butchered it, huh? <laughs> uh, well, yeah. And then the one time or the last time you got it right, you were like, I'm going to get it right from here on out and you can hold me to it because I just recorded that. And here we are. You said it right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. So my, my week, all the weeks are busy now. Did you uh, Did you work out today? I did, of course. I mean, all right, all right. What'd you hit? Ask that question still? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was back and biceps, which is my, well, you know, it's, it was my favorite workout, but chest and shoulders is maybe surpassing that now. So anything but legs. Yeah. I hit, uh, I hit shoulders today. I did. I'm sorry. I know this is the opposite of like what I've been teaching you and what we've been teaching to everybody, but I actually did German volume training today. Uh, 15 sets of isolateral shoulder presses. That was the entire workout. Same exercise. <laughs> nice. Hey. Yeah. We were, shoot, we, uh, we, we were shooting a YouTube video on it. And so like whenever we do shoot YouTube videos, that's kind of like what I, it's like what I like to do because then I'm like, oh crap, that angle turned it out terrible or oh crap. Uh, <laughs> you know, one of my kids ruined that video <laughs> or, just, or just like whatever. And so it usually takes like that many takes to get a halfway decent training video that I'm actually like proud of. <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't know. Filming training videos can be so annoying. Like since I work out on my own, I try to film some of my lifts on my own and I'll usually do it if I catch myself in the mirror and I'm like, oh man, I look good today. I'm going to film this next set. And so I film it and then I review it and I'm like, this looks like shit. Do I really look like that? <laughs> so then I'm like, well, I'm not posting that. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that because I, I was happy with everything except for the posing video. Usually I like to have some posing footage for like, what you know, like side tricep pose, right? That, that That's kind of like the main shoulder pose to assess your shoulder symmetry. And so, yeah, like, I don't know what I could see everything on video was great. And then when I went back and looked over it, I was just like, oh man, like the lighting and stuff, like you can't even really see my abs now. Heck with this. <laughs> Yeah, it's so frustrating. So I, I don't know. It's got to be the right day with the right lighting for me to post something that I feel like might inspire somebody. But, but get this, 
I, I'm I'm really embarrassed to admit this. I can't believe I'm going to do this over a podcast, but I actually pulled my hamstring. <laughs> oh no! Welcome to the club. Mine's just getting better. Sorry, you tell really? me about your hamstring for terror first. I, so I, I've been taking Sunday as either a rest day or like a cleanup accessory day. So it'll be muscle groups that I've neglected throughout the week, or I just don't work out enough. And adductors is certainly one of those muscle groups. So I went to do adductors on, on Sunday and I just stretched way too far on the machine and felt my hamstring pop. I mean, that's probably, no, it, it is the most pussy machine to get hurt on the entire <laughs> gym. So it's really frustrating because I've got tightness in the hamstring now, but the only, the only exercise I can't do right now are deadlifts and I just got my deadlifts up to 205. So I'm no, that's when it always happens. I know. I'm like, but you know, deadlifts there, it's such a risky movement. So if I always tell people and myself, if you're not functioning on all cylinders with that exercise, then you can't do it because the moment the low back tries to compensate for posterior, the glutes and the hamstrings, then the the consequences could be catastrophic. So I tried to do them on Wednesday during leg day. I got tightness and I'm like, you know what? That's, that's God and my body warning me just stop. You need to not do those until you heal. But it's a, it's a, it's the same area that I pulled 10 years ago after I ran the Oklahoma city marathon, I was on a co-ed softball team and we had a game that night after I finished the marathon and when I was talking to some of my teammates, I said, do you guys need me tonight? Cause you know, I just ran a marathon and they were like, well, we need another female. If you don't show up, we might have to forfeit. And I said, well, okay, I'll show up and I'll play, but I can't promise I'll be of much use. So I go and we were talking about this in, in one of the other podcasts we had recorded Like when I used to play softball, because I was a sprinter, I could, if I hit a grounder to shortstop or third base, I could usually outrun the throw to first. And I loved doing that. And so I think it was instinct and pride. I hit a grounder to short during that game and I tried to outrun the throw to first base and I I pulled my hamstring and I fell flat on my face, like right around first base. And people thought I tripped over the base. So they just start laughing, but I'm, and then I don't get up. I'm just like, Hey, I pulled my hamstring. Can someone help? So, yeah. Okay. So have you had this injury before? Because like both times when I pulled mine, it it was, it was like, I, it was, it was like, I, I could, I could, I could, I could see it in my mind's eye. Like I I could, I could feel it tear. I knew exactly what I did. Like the second that happened. Yeah. Yeah, both times, um, especially this time last Sunday, I felt the pop and I was like, oh, no, that's the same damn spot that it was injured last time. Shoot, I'm getting old. <laughs> and then how long? How long? It, it only took me two or three weeks to recover both times. How, how long was your recovery your, your, your first time? And how's it how's it looking now? <laughs> uh, well, the first time I didn't heal it properly because I was, I think, 24 three or 24 years old and you think you're invincible and you're like, I don't need a doctor. I'll just keep doing it. Cause I know they're just going to tell me not to run and not to lift. And, you know, back then. Yeah. Running, I mean, that's still my attitude. That's still my attitude now. And I'm in my thirties. So whatever, well, I guess why, that's why it's something that we grow out of eventually. Right. <laughs> well, that's why I laughed when you asked that question. Cause I'm like, I'm 34 now and, and nothing's going to change. I'm not going to heal this properly. We all know that. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I'm going to be cautious. I mean, obviously I'm not going to do, heavy deadlifts until it's feeling better. But like the contraction on like a, a leg curl and the leg press, like th- those are fine. There's a little bit of tightness on the leg press and even some squats, but you, I think those it, it's one of those injuries that you shouldn't stretch right away, but you also don't want to lose strength while the muscle's healing. So you almost have to still try to find a way to strength train it. So as it heals, it doesn't become weak and continue to cause you problems in different ways. That's what I've, I've heard about hamstring injuries. And, and maybe that's applicable to other injuries too, but hamstrings in particular, it was like counterintuitive. It was like, don't stretch right away, but also don't completely stop trying to keep it strong. Wow. 
Yeah, it's it's a it's a tough one and that it's a tough one to navigate through. It's one of those things where you don't realize how much you use your hamstrings for until you tear it and you're like, wow, like I can't do crap. Like I'm immobilized, you know. Yeah, both time both times for me it was sprinting too. It wasn't anything in the gym. It wasn't like, you know, it's like I wish it was a heavy lift. I don't know. I wish it was one of those times where I was pulling over five hundred pounds. I'll never pull over five hundred pounds again, have no desire to. <laughs> but when I when when I when I threw out my shoulder, that was actually from low bar squatting. And so that was that was four hundred and 35 i think was as high as i ever got so like nothing super noteworthy but yeah th those big those big lifts just aren't worth it for me anymore but like i noticed my i've been training legs three three days a week for uh for three months now i was like if we're if if, if, if there's going to be any problems in my physique i want to be bottom heavy like that's a, that's an that's an easy problem to fix right i don't know a lot of guys that are bottom heavy and most of our most of our gals kind of want more work on the legs anyway and um and, and i've and i've actually been going so far as to train some of our male bodybuilders uh the same way so legs upper body legs upper body legs uh rest for for two days and so i've been i've been going up on weight um like like crazy on bulgarian split squats and uh and a really really just most accessory exercises not doing a lot of heavy compound lifts but uh, but I could feel my hamstrings getting tighter and tighter and I was sprinting with Zion. That's the, that's how I did it the first time I was, I was, I was racing with her. It's just when she was starting to get fast with me. And I was like, I, I don't know if my ego got in the way or what, but like whenever we would sprint together, like she was, it was back when she was a puppy. And so, yeah, that was the first time that it went. And then this one was identical. It was like deja vu, same exact thing, except just two wow. years later, I was sprinting with her again. And then bam, there it goes. And I'm like, man, Right before the right before a hockey tournament too, and I tore my groin um, uh, two days later at the hockey tournament because it had been a long time since I played hockey, right? And it's start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. It's a very, very fast-paced sport, and I'm just not used to that. Like I'm not, I'm not used to explosive moves like that. So, lesson learned. Here we are. <laughs> oh yeah, injuries are frustrating, but um, it's just a part of life and a part of training. But you know, for for mine, have been to on. For mine have been to be on the adductor machine. It's just like, man, that couldn't get any wimpier. But you know, at the same time, I'm grateful that it wasn't like a herniated disc or a rotator. Sorry, especially because it's the one that Jim Gaffigan totally makes fun of too. <laughs> like, nobody wants to set records on that one. It's like, wow, you got the strongest crotch on the gym. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, like I've always had mixed feelings about it, but I think just when you're trying to just round out the physique overall, strengthening those types of muscles does make a difference. So I've, I don't, yeah. I don't do abductor, but I'll do adductor. And up until now, I've had no problem. So now I'm, I'm going to be afraid to use that wimpy machine. <laughs> just don't, just don't go too crazy on it. Yeah, I've been, uh, I've actually been using that machine a lot. But what I like better for the adductors is, because uh, to your point is, not only is it, is it important to keep that muscle strong, but it's but it's so important aesthetically for men and for women because mm -hmm. like most most ladies that you know if like they want to fill out their jeans a little bit more just like have big have bigger thighs i mean yeah okay you work your quads great you work your glutes great you work your hamstrings great but the adductor that's a muscle that's like super easy to forget about like people don't even know what it is so if you're listening yeah anytime that your legs are apart and you bring them back together whether it's like that machine or a split squat or a lunge or like all those muscles all those exercises really work that muscle uh, but even for men, uh, classic physique, like if you're like on a front double bicep pose, if you don't have good uh, hip adductors, like you can't do that pose any justice because you're supposed to, you're supposed to show an X frame. And the X frame is all about having big legs, having big shoulders, having big arms, but particularly the legs from the front too. And to be able to show that back, uh, th that front double bicep and, um, with a narrow waist, men or or women it's it's a very important one but yeah um the machine the machine's one way to do it but uh cable crossovers i don't know if you've ever mm -hmm. tried it this way carly but um if you have a low pulley and then one of those ankle attachments that like people use for glute kickbacks and stuff yeah i've been uh setting it i've been setting the pulley to about a foot off the ground like not too not too high but just like a little bit under my knee and that'll give me a little bit uh chrissy chrissy taught me this our postural therapist from la she uh so she had so she had me set it up a, a little bit a little bit higher um than like i don't know six six or six or 12 inches off the ground and then you got to start with your weak leg and you're just uh pulling it all the way across because 
uh, and you can pull it in front of your foot that you're standing with. So on the seated hip uh, adduction machine, you can't really do that. You can't um, you can't go through the, through its full range of motion. But if you cross over, it's kind of like doing cable flies. Mm-hmm. Like it's the same idea. So basically, I'll just do a couple warm up sets on each leg, and then a heavy warm up set on each leg, and then just one set to about fifteen or twenty reps, and just go to and, and just go to failure on each one. I don't know. It's like my favorite way to start every leg day lately. It, war- it warms it warms up my glutes too. It just kind of gets blood going through all the joints that um, for me kind of hurt when I lift. So. I don't know. Maybe try it that way if you haven't. I think I'm going to have to. I, I remember I, I did that exercise for a few of my clients. I, I incorporated that into their program. But for me, I'd have to experiment, you know, with range of motion and where to place the. It'll take you like 10 or 15 tries right. to get it yeah, down. You know, yeah, my, like I my, could easily just go sit on the adductor machine and, and start. Right. Yeah, my my favorite way to do it actually is uh, I, I I always deal with uh, a compressed spine. I don't know, it's just something that I've had like ever since. To be completely honest, ever since I started deadlifting, like from day one. <laughs> um, yeah, like it doesn't matter if you use the right form or not. Like eventually, man, like your body's just not designed to pick up five hundred pounds for reps over and over again. So I still deal with that a little bit, but. Uh, yeah, so I mean, like every every leg day, that's why I like to focus so much on vertical leg presses. I've been doing a lot of those mm-hmm. lately. Um, th- uh, just whatever I can do to like massacre my legs, but completely leave my lower back, you know, just just fine. That's kind of the art of every leg day as a bodybuilder. Once you get to a certain point, right? Oh my gosh, I've been trying to kill my legs every workout. I do them twice a week, um, and honestly, I don't think I could do them any more than that, just because it takes me. 72 hours to recover so i'll literally like recover the morning that it's leg day again and i'm like god damn it but it's like what what's killing me lately what i really hate is the hack squat that has just been obliterating me in a good way but it makes me dread it i'm just really like, oh, see I'm that that's one of those exercises i've gone away from because still here i get like that that act that's hard on my spine too so sorry yeah. where i was going with that was um it, it, like it looks super dorky but you know how the you know how cable crossover machines like i don't know if, if you're working your hip adductors you're not doing it to show off anyway right <laughs> like no matter how you're doing the exercise so you already yeah. look like an idiot just because you're doing the exercise <laughs> but um but you know how on cable crossover machines, a lot of times there's those uh, pull-up bars, mm-hmm. like right, like right above you. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'll just grab onto the pull-up bar and I'll kind of hang. But how tall are you? You're only two and two inches, two or three inches shorter than me, right? I'm five seven. Yeah. Okay. So five inches shorter than me. So I'm, uh, yeah, because I'm six foot. <laughs> last I checked. So, um, so I'll, so I'll, I'll hang on that pull-up bar actually, and it completely decompresses my spine. And then, and I can actually touch the ground just fine with my non-working legs. So then I can cross over, but I'm also able to open up my lungs and just kind of hold that position for the three or four minutes that I'm doing the exercise. And then, but, and then by that time, um, I'm feeling fresh. Like I'm feeling strong. Like I can, like I can do, um, like I can do the other lifts, like, um, the belt squat. That's been my mm-hmm. other favorite one lately. Do you guys have a belt squat when, when you, when you're at, or do you miss the one from body shop? <laughs> no, I, I miss the belt squat in a in a weird way, but no body shop got rid of theirs. I don't know if you knew that. Must've been recent because last time I was there was two or three months ago and they had it. Uh, it was, it's been a little while. I mean, it, they must've gotten rid of it like right after you were there or I don't know. Are you sure? Cause I was pretty sure once I moved like a week later, it was gone. Cause I had that programmed into a couple of my clients workouts. I could have sworn it was there, but yeah, Mark, Mark coached me and Leo both through the exact same leg workout, like the way that he does it. And, uh, that was, that was not in, see, we, we did, we did the, we did the vertical leg press. We did the pendulum squat. We did not do the belt squat. So I don't know. With, I don't with think the, it was you, there. Hey, Carly, you, you, you try, you try noticing what, what machines are and aren't in the gym when you got Mark breathing down your leg and screaming F words at you the entire time and telling you that you got five more reps when, when you Ooh. thought you hit failure five reps ago. Oh, no, 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 like no hard pass, hard pass. Yeah. I wouldn't notice what machines are in there or what's not in there. <laughs> Especially if he's doing that during leg day, I'd, I don't know. I'd just be thinking about how to dig my own grave. <laughs> yeah because like most of my leg days had always been over an hour before then and after and after 30 minutes i was like dude i'm done like i can't move anymore like this is my 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 legs are way more shot than they have been any other workout this entire year man like i like i, ca- I cannot move that's what i told him after a half hour and leo is basically the same thing 
Oh, I, I can imagine that. Um, there's a competitor here. She's a she's a natural figure competitor. Um, she was in one of the natural leagues, but she's switching over to NPC this year. I met her just a couple weeks after I moved here because she'd work out in the mornings too. And she's trying to build her legs. So we decided, you know, and we still do every once in a while, we'll hit legs together. And oh. just having that extra person to push you, I mean, it makes leg day even worse, but you know, it's good for you because, you know, they make you get that extra rep or they're there to spot you. So you feel comfortable doing a couple extra reps and man, the burn, like she had me doing hack squats and she was doing like 12 reps or something. And I was trying to, you know, be as strong as her. And I was like, I think I'm going to die. My legs are just going to explode and I'm not going to be able to walk tomorrow. <laughs> and I think yeah. within a couple hours I was already sore. I'm like, Oh, this ain't good. <laughs> I think I'm still scarred from the last time that Leo, Taylor, and I all did uh, hack squats together. This was this is actually only three or four weeks ago. Yeah, it was the last, that was the last time I did them. Was this was this exercise because like because we just obliterated them so much. I, I was I was like I don't know. I think I'm kind of traumatized from it. But we uh, but yeah we did drop sets on it. So oh oh <laughs> yeah I, I, I had like I don't know four or five plates on each side and so every time I said go I just had Taylor take one off and then Leo take one off and then we did the same thing for for Taylor and we did the same thing for Leo. But like when he would fail, I would make him. That, that's what training partners are for. And so when you're doing high, high, high intensity, low volume training, like it's, it's, it's hard to do by yourself. And if you're doing it by yourself, like you gotta have, you gotta have the right music on. Like you gotta, uh, you got. There's, there's really no breaks except for the couple times, be, except for like right after your most taxing lifts, like this one, for example. But having a training partner help you push through and push past failure when uh, when you think you hit failure like three or four reps ago, um, and you got someone breathing down your neck too, it's just different than when you when you're there by yourself. So like yeah, whenever whenever he so so whenever he would fail, I would help I would help him push the weight up, and so then he would rack it, and then Taylor would take it off, and so we did that we did that for a while, and then uh, especially especially if you're doing an exercise like that to where you are completely obliterating. Your, your 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 quads and using that exercise for everything that it is uh 20 second negative on the on the way down too so yeah <laughs> honestly i don't think i could do that <laughs> but see i like doing it that way though because it's so hard on my back that oh, it's yeah. that like i mean you really only have one heavy set and then once and then once you go past failure then it's a matter of okay you need to make sure that you breathe right otherwise your cardiovascular system is going to going to give out and then after you've been going for another uh, after after another minute or two i mean your legs are just on fire but you got to make sure that your legs are what fail every single time mm -hmm. because if you because people think that their legs have failed when their legs are still fine but it's just their back can't take it anymore or they're mm -hmm. or, or or they're or they're out or they're out of breath um or it just hurts too much right those are th th those are those are all indications that your legs are still okay. And if and if you lose your breath, you know, like take a quick break or something, but make sure that your quads stay under tension. Yeah, I, everyone's legs are way stronger than they think, and you have so much more to give before you reach actual yeah. failure. But like you said, when you're by yourself, it's so easy to just give in to that feeling and say, "Oh, that's all I can do." When you got somebody there, it makes a world of difference, but it definitely makes the whole workout a lot more challenging and man, but you reap the benefits from it later on. So yeah. Totally. Are, are you still training a lot of clients in person like you were before you moved from Seattle to Louisiana? Actually, no. And um, I, the gym I go to now, it is a bodybuilding gym um, and it's privately owned and I have my cards at the front desk, but the frustrating thing to me is like, there's not really anyone ever at the front desk. So if someone were to come in and inquire, like half the time, there's nobody there. So I'm not doing a lot of in-person training, but I've gotten actually a handful of inquiries for just the creation of a workout plan for someone to execute on their own, which is fine. I just don't prefer it that way unless I really know the person because I'm, you know, I'm all about technique. So I like to be there physically to help them through that and make sure they're doing everything right. And I can, I, I can see their progress. Like I know yeah. what they're doing. I know they were able to do this last week. So now we can move on to this. So I'm doing something, but I, I prefer in-person training, but, but honestly, at the same time, that got so busy for me in Seattle that it took up probably 
90 to 95% of my free time. So it was just a very rare occasion for me to have an evening to myself where I could just kind of kick back and watch TV. So, and no matter how hard I tried, and I know it frustrated you, but no matter how hard I tried, I could literally only get at most six hours of sleep a night. So now not having as many clients, especially in person, I'm not driving back and forth to the gym all the time. I'm getting a solid eight hours of sleep a night and my schedule's more, um, more set now, which is, that definitely helps. But being able to sleep eight hours has made a huge difference in my physique because yeah, I'm training harder than I ever was like from the time I left Seattle to now. And of course that, that makes a difference. And my nutrition is for the most part on point, but having that sleep, like to notice the differences in my physique, that I've noticed over the last couple months, it it has to be the sleep. What, what, what have you What have you noticed specifically? Just more more muscle. Um, every like my clothes are tight. When you build, that's when you build muscles when you're asleep. Exactly, and I always knew that, but I'm like with my lifestyle, my rotating shift job, and the in person personal training. Again, no matter how hard I tried, six hours was the best I could do, and I'm like, I know this isn't good, but. And I know, you know, if I, if I really tried hard, I could have changed that in some fashion, but just for me, routine wise, six hours was the best I could do given my routine. So now it's like, wow, this has made a big difference. So I almost don't want to go back to having as many in-person clients as much as I love personal training. So we'll kind of see how it goes, but I really need to make a limit for myself when it comes to that, if that does pick up. So we'll see. Yeah. Cool, cool. Okay, so so for those listening, uh, Carly is accepting new clients right now. She's got a bunch of specials going on. Please blow up her DM inbox. <laughs> <I'm just> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I only started getting four hours of sleep, and <laughs> and your physique yeah. is back to work. <laughs> yeah, back to being small. <laughs> cool. Okay. Well, um, there's no easy segue into this, but I would like to get into the. I would like to get back into the topic of running. And so when I was thinking about uh, what you and I could talk about together, coming up with some more, coming up with some more topics, uh, John chapter twenty. There's a super funny story about um, Peter and uh, John actually racing together. So I don't know if you're familiar with it, but uh, let's go ahead and open up to you, John uh, chapter three. I'm just going to go ahead and read it, and we'll just go from there. Cool? Yeah. All right. Uh, John chapter 3, verse 1. There was a man from the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. By the way, I was just listening to um, Gary Hamrick, one of my favorite pastors. Um, he has he has good verse-by-verse expositions on, like, everything from the Bible. And he's kind of high energy, too. And so someone that you can listen to, you know, without falling asleep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, he was uh, he was saying that Nicodemus. Uh, this is actually the only book that uh, this gentleman is talked about in the Bible. Um, he's his his name sounds Greek because it is Greek, but he's actually uh, he's actually a Jew, and the Pharisees were known specifically for being very prideful um, about their about their traditions, mainly to the point to where they believed that their traditions that they had was more important than the word that God gave them. So, uh, with that in mind, uh, that 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 is who Jesus is speaking to. So. This man came to him at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform these signs you do unless God were with him. Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. How can anyone be born when he is old? Nicodemus asked him. Can he enter his mother's womb a second time and be born? Jesus answered, Truly I tell you, unless someone is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Whatever is born of the flesh is flesh, and whatever is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed that I told you that you must be born again. The wind blows where it pleases, and you hear its sound, but you don't know where it comes or where or where it is going. So it is with everyone that is born of the spirit. How can these things be? asked Nicodemus, because these are all like foreign concepts to him. Are you a teacher of Israel and don't know these things? Jesus replied. Truly I tell you, we speak what we know, and we testify what we have seen, but you do not accept our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you don't be- and you don't believe, how will you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man, aka me. 
not me, Jesus. <laughs> uh, just as Moses lifted up this snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world in this way, that he gave his one and only Son, that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. All right, we're going to end on that. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time for Carly and I to catch up on a lot of things and uh, to continue to inspire to, to inspire each other as always because iron sharpens iron. Um, I always feel like I, I always feel like I just need to make better decisions after these conversations with her, and I hope that she feels the same way. <laughs> um, and Lord, I just uh, I, I just I just I just want to thank you for the millionth time uh, and publicly on our show um, for the, for this word and for how comforting it is. Lord, um, it is in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Cool, cool, cool. What was the what was the biggest thing that struck out to you, Carly? Well, is is he basically saying like that you have to believe in God in order to receive eternal life? Mm -hmm. I I mean that's how I've always felt about it. Yeah. So he's speaking to a Pharisee right now, somebody that um, just like has 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 always prided everything that he's done and everything that who he is and sees a lot of his own value in um, works that he's been doing. Uh, trying, trying to try, trying to earn salvation. That's um, that's kind of a slap in the face to Jesus, somebody that died for us. Yeah, um, I feel like there's a lot of people in this world who are like that, though. They yeah. try to earn it, but it's got to be genuine, right? Yeah, it's just it's, some, it's something it's something that we really can't do ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so. The empty tomb. This is the part. This is the, this is the part that I thought you were funny. So the same. So in chapter twenty, he says, "I'm first, This this is after this is after Jesus had um, had died, and they went back to the tomb, and after he was resurrected, actually. Um, but on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early, when it was still dark, and she saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she went running to Simon Peter and to the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said to him, "They've taken the Lord out of the tomb, but we don't know where they've put him." At that, Peter and the other disciple went out, heading for the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and got to the and got to the tomb first. So I like how I like how John was humble enough to not name himself, yet proud enough to let you know I beat Peter in the hundred yard dash. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's he's probably thinking like Instagram hasn't been invented yet, so I'm just gonna casually add this to the most famous gospel ever written, even though it has nothing to do with the main storyline. Uh, John also frequently referred to himself as the disciple that Jesus loved. So I don't know. He probably had business cards that read, "John, the best-selling author of the Book of Revelation, the disciple that Jesus loved. He loves you too, just not as much as me, probably. And uh, oh, and I'm faster than Saint Peter by two seconds." <laughs> Uh, early, early in Mark to uh, Mark, Mark, yeah, I think it was Mark ten thirty seven. He he asked he asked Jesus for the honor of sitting at his right hand. So I wonder if Jesus. I, I don't know. I feel like that was an arrogant thing to ask. I wonder if Jesus is like, get your hundred yard dash under ten seconds, and then we'll talk. Until then, worry on your stride and don't tear your hamstring. Right, right. <laughs> but at the same time, that'd be like the perfect response. Like get your get your hundred meter dash down or down below ten seconds because <laughs> that's just a way to cut somebody down. It's like. You're bragging about this, but at the same time, it's not that good. It's not that impressive. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, the the actual story, the actual context of what he was talking about, we won't we won't turn there now. I'm turning I'm turning there now, but probably not a good idea because we'll be there we'll be there all day if we do. But uh, <laughs> it's a, it's the judgment of the sheep and the goats. So, event, so 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 late so later actually Jesus said, this is this is in Matthew 25 Matthew 25 yeah I think it's in Matthew 25 I'll double check. But that is actually what he's what what, he, what he's that, that's how he answered the question. He go, he goes, uh, let me sit let, let let us sit on your right and your left. And then he responds back and goes, um, I can't remember what it was, but like but like basically that's a story for a different time. And so then so then later he actually does tell him. And uh, yeah, it's the judgment of the sheep and the goats, Matthew twenty five. Cool. cool. Um, I wanted to ask you, Carly, about my marathon training if that's okay like for some advice oh, I would, I, you know again you just talked about you know talking about the bible more it would we'd be here all day but you know you asked me running questions we'll also be here all day so it's your choice <laughs> <laughs> that's right. if we go over our two hour time limit then i'll just that's, say that's, that, that, guess. <laughs> that's definitely that, that okay yeah um <laughs> so i'm doing a 
so I'm going to do a half marathon for sure this year and maybe a full one, depending on how my leg training goes. Uh, earlier this week, Zion and I ran 11K. So I want to keep my cardio to an absolute minimum this contest prep, but still run competitively. Do you think that I can compete in a in an actual full 26 mile, 26 mile, right? That's how, <laughs> yeah, to a 26 mile marathon this year without losing leg mass um, i'm only guest posing this year i'm not competing again but i don't want to lose all the mass that i've been building and eventually you know when i when i do compete a couple years from now um, i want to make sure that i still have it um so this will give me freedom for experiment experimentation this year but uh but i you know here again really want to nail this prep perfectly so if hypertrophy is my first goal second goal being a marathon runner what do you think like what's your gut feeling is that a good idea so hold on, you talking about? I know a handful of I know a handful of people that run marathons and that are at, and, and that are very competitive bodybuilders. One of them is one of our clients, Dan, um, Dan, Danielle. She's a WNBF pro, but there's oh, wow. very very few people that can do it. <laughs> um, wait, so half marathon or marathon? Uh, I'm de definitely committed to a to a half marathon this year. I mean that'll be easy. I'm not too far away from that. And so doing a full marathon, that's. Um, that's what I'm wondering if if that if that's just a recipe for another uh, plantar fasciitis episode. <laughs> well, okay, this is kind of a loaded question, and I'm gonna have to I'm gonna come at this from different um, aspects, I guess. So um, yeah, just off top of your head, it doesn't yeah, I don't need a scientific explanation. I'm just like, what's your gut feeling? Because your gut feeling is normally right. <laughs> okay, well, we'll do it like this. Okay. I'm going to give you my opinion first, and then I'm going to approach it from different angles. And I don't know if I'm going to end up fully answering your question, but I'm going to try. Okay. So my gut feeling says if you're, if you're trying to maximize hypertrophy in the lower body and also training for a marathon, uh, hypertrophy will be compromised. So yeah. Yeah. Think, to some degree for sure. Yeah. So I think what it comes down to is, I used to, I used to be more opinionated on this and and basically say you can't build leg muscle and and train for a marathon, but I don't think that's true. And you know, reading we talked about this before. I think reading David Goggins' book, you know, that just should prove to you that anything is possible and you can do anything. It doesn't matter if you're bleeding or you're. I can do all things to Christ who strength, strengthens me. Yeah, so your leg might be bleeding, your, your knee might be busted, but you can do anything. <laughs> but yeah. um, I would say when I think about it now, because I don't really run that much anymore. And it's not because I don't enjoy it, but it's because right now my goal is to maximize muscle growth in my lower body in the event I want to compete again, or just because I think it looks good and having that proportional muscular physique, I, I really enjoy having that. So when you're trying to build your legs, you know, you're talking training three times a week, hitting legs hard. The, the amount of recovery time that you need is, is great. It, it's a lot of time that you need. So if you're then trying to run on top of that, that's just a lot of stress that you're putting on the body. So I, I don't think you would stay in an anabolic state for very long, if really at all, if you're trying to run long distance and then hit legs, especially three times a week, as, as hard as you can. Um, and the, like you'd have yeah. to stay in surplus too. And then if you're adding a lot of distance to it, I don't know how you'd, it'd be really difficult to stay, I think, in a calorie surplus for an extended period of time like that. So I, I've, all, I've come to the conclusion now where you can, you can do both and you can do both well, um, but if you have a particular goal, like if you wanna complete a marathon or if you wanna do a bodybuilding show, the other-, the oh, other sport has sorry, sorry, last thing. My goal is not to complete this marathon. Or half marathon in a certain a specific amount of time. I just mm -hmm. want to be the guy that has the biggest legs that still crosses the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, I mean, I think you going into this, you're already going to be uh, a muscular runner. So I think you'll you'll have more leg muscle than, than anybody people. else. I think. I, I think you will. Yeah, but <laughs> I think it, I think you're your mass to some extent will be compromised just because training yeah. at that at such a long distance like that, if you were training for five K's 
I mean, maybe scientifically there's something that proves that you would still lose some muscle mass through that, but I feel like you'd have a greater chance of keeping your leg mass if you were training for like a 5k versus a marathon. And I mean, I'm just thinking mentally, I, I don't know how one would train for hypertrophy and like guest posing for a bodybuilding show and training for a marathon. Like you're going to come to find, I think we, if you train for a marathon properly, which you should to avoid injury, that's going to be like, you know, you are not going to want to do anything else. Yeah. You can still lift, but like, you're not going to be like, Oh, I'm going to go hit a PR on, on squats today. <laughs> right, right, right. For sure. So yeah. I, I don't know if that helps, but I'm trying to think of it. Like, I'm sure it's possible, but I, I don't think it's likely. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. So my strategy, so my strategy has been uh, running one time a week, no more than that because it's so catabolic. And so I'm like, okay, my main goal is muscle growth right now and not get fat. And that has been accomplished over, over the winter. So I, I've, I've just, you, you know me, I've just kept it keto and everything. And so I've been able to lean, lean bulk and not um, like lose a whole lot of my, uh, let's see, my abs have definitely faded a little bit. And so I got probably about another month or two before I need to start thinking about cutting for the open natural. Um, but that's as long as, what's that? I'm sorry to cut you off, but like the other thing too, is if you're going to put yourself in a calorie deficit while trying to train for a marathon, I mean, I think you're going to get injured. You think so? I would set them apart, like get the bodybuilding show out of the way. And if you have to reverse after that or whatever, and then. Oh yeah. 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 The, 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 the actual race would be like long after the bodybuilding show okay. and I have some flexibility and don't really care how I look at that point. Okay. But so, be, so, be, so between now and then I'm just, um, all, all I'm doing for running is one time a week. I don't really do any running outside of that. No cardio outside of that either. So it's really the only cardio that I'm doing. Um, and every time I go, I just go a little bit further. And so I'm just mm -hmm. assuming that I'm not going to get plantar fasciitis or beat up my feet like I did last year because I was running every single day. So okay. and here again, I don't care about my times. As long as I make it like an extra kilometer a little bit further than the week before, I feel like I'm making good progress on both goals. You and I are competitive. We, I think we both know that you will end up, I don't know, even if you make it to race day and say, I don't have a goal of, of what time I want to finish this in. But at the time you start running, it's just going to, you're going to get competitive. Yeah, I know. I might get injured. But you know what? Getting injured sucks. It sucks. I know it sucks. You know it sucks. But what's worse than getting injured? wondering what if <laughs> and you know what i i threw i threw i threw out my shoulders squatting that doesn't even make any sense you know but like i look back at those lifts and i'm like yeah i hurt myself getting those lifts but i don't know i still kind of smile just knowing that I, knowing that i got them and i could move on with my life <laughs> yeah I, I that's a solid point i get what you're saying uh i still from, I still have my limit, which is still, it gets fuzzier as you get stronger, but um, I don't know. I don't want to herniate a disc during deadlifts and say, well, you know, I, I lifted 250, but yeah, I can't walk now. I don't want it to get to like that, but I understand yeah. what, what you're saying. Um, but I think with like plantar fasciitis or stress fractures, um, I'd be more worried about, well, especially stress fractures. If you were to increase your mileage, too quickly. So you running once a week, as long as you're not going from like five miles to 10 miles, for the most part, you should be fine. But this is just my personal opinion. When you're trying to do a marathon, you're probably going to want to have more miles under your belt than just going out and doing a long run every week. Cause it's just gonna be like, so don't do what Robert Sykes did when he just picked up his running, when he didn't even have a pair of running shoes. And he was like, Hey, I'm going to go join this marathon today. <laughs> and, he, and he just, well, I, I, th I think he bought running shoes on the way, on the way to the marathon and did the marathon. <laughs> well, so that's why I tell you, I'm like, I, I'm sure you know, that's David Goggins kind of did the same thing. What he ran like a hundred miles yeah. with, with, an injured knee and he was bleeding and whatever. But so that's why I say, you know, I hear those types of stories. I'm sure it's possible, but I just don't think that that's the best way to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're a long distance runner, you're already cheating the system a little bit because we're not supposed to run that long. Like that's, that, that, that's, that's, that's a crazy aesthetic goal that human beings invented. But it's addicting and it's fun and I love it. <laughs> That's uh, right. Same thing. Same thing with bodybuilding. Like, there's no primal reason, like pr uh, primal argument that we ever ran that kind of distance or you know 
built that kind of muscle mass, but like there was, there was no reason to, we're, 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 we're killing, killing wild animals and trying and trying to survive. Right. (laughs) So doing, so doing, putting them both together. Yeah. It's tricky, but I don't know. You only live once though. (laughs) It is, but I just like, just knowing how now knowing how taxing a bodybuilding prep and competition is and how taxing marathon training and the actual marathon is, I wouldn't dream of doing both in the same year or around the same time for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. We'll get the, we'll, we'll get, we'll get the guest posing show done first. That's like the most important one. And like my brain's got to be on top of it too, because I'm co-hosting the event with Hyra. I'm going to do a 10 minute stand up uh, stand up comedy skit to entertain everybody that to like, to like kick things off. Like, like I did before. So like, yeah. Um, Running is definitely a goal that should take a backseat to all that. So maybe you and I should record a podcast like right after the open natural. <laughs> I'll tell you all about it. And then you can help me <laughs> uh, go about this a little more intellectually. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that would be that would be awesome. But I, I think it's so cool that you're going to guest pose for the open natural. I really wish I could be there. Thanks. Year. I'm wearing the shirt right now. <laughs> I see that. Yeah. And it's got to feel a lot less stressful i would assume to know that your guest oh carly it is like i've fallen in love with bodybuilding all over again yeah because like you get because you get burnt out from competing and so now it's like like last year it's like i didn't compete against anybody like i just i was the entertainment you know (laughs) and and so it's like i can focus on the art aspect of it not what the Mm -hmm. judges are thinking yeah oh it's the best feeling to not have a show anytime soon. I completely agree. And with the guest posing thing, you're not going to have to be as lean as you would to be stage lean. Yeah. I mean, you know who you're talking to, like, I'm going to be respectable, (laughs) but, uh, but, but but yeah, like not have, but I don't know what you you hit that. You hit that point where you're like, Ooh, okay. I got five more pounds to go when you're on prep and you're like, (sighs) and this last, last five pounds is going to be a nightmare. You know, (laughs) like that's the point where, that's the point where I throw in the towel this year. And then if you're going to compete, okay, it's worth it. Keep going. But like you hit that, you hit that point to where you start have to do it refeeds just to maintain your your sanity. It's like, no, start start doing your reverse diet right about then. (laughs) Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. To be able to throw in the towel before like the really, really bad part of prep begins sounds like a beautiful thing so (laughs) (laughs) yeah i would certainly embrace that but god it feels good to not have a show in the near future and i i probably shouldn't say that on your podcast for the for the people that you you do have competing yeah everybody don't listen to what she just said competing is so much fun and you should totally do it <laughs> no, I, try to, I try to talk people out of competing if it's if, if, if it's not if it's not for them uh i'd say that half the people that we're training right now i, I can tell you right now excuse me no over half the people that we're training right now have competitions on the schedule the wow. other half of the people that we're training no competitions, never want to compete, just want to train like a bodybuilder and look like a bodybuilder. But once they hit that point to where they, you know, are like five points around or excuse me, five, five pounds away from being like completely shredded. That's when I just say, look, you're not competing. Like it's not worth it. You don't want to wreck your metabolism. Like it's, you're, you're, you're going to hate yourself for a couple of weeks. Like you're going to love how you look, but you're going to hate how you feel. <laughs> it's up to you. Yeah. That's the, that's the suckiest part about it is feeling like shit. But looking great. <laughs> yeah, you can't have both. <laughs> no, and you have you have both right after a competition, like for the next couple of weeks, where you're eating more than you should. You know it, like you know you're supposed to be on your reverse diet, but like you're getting a little bit ahead of it, or whatever. But like those those next couple of weeks, oh, you're just in the best shape of your life, and like that's when like you're you know you're you're, you're full and you oh. haven't lost your conditioning yet. Oh, that is yeah, check oh, that. that catch that- up get everything on video that you can <laughs> oh god i know like that anabolic state that you're in like two weeks the anabolic rebound like, yeah 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 oh you wish that could last forever but at the same time your diets like you said it's not exactly where you want it to be you're still in a deficit but it's not as bad as it was the week after and the week before the show and yep. you you can get away with cheating like once or twice, you know, when you're in that reverse window. Yeah, like, but we don't say it on the air because then people hear that and they're like, oh, I cheated. It's okay, right? And then the next oh, day, wait, oh, I cheated yeah. again. It's okay, right? And then like seven yeah. days later, I'm like, yeah, but you got to get your crap together. Like eventually, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> you're going to be like, don't have that curly girl on anymore. She told yeah, us that a, we're going to hate competing. Like it, and a, we compete. <laughs> some people I'm like, look, like it, 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 can, it can take you six months to get in competition shape and you can ruin it and go right back to you where six days later i've seen it happen oh well it's amazing and you know there's 
some things that happen behind the scenes, but there are people who gain like 40 pounds within two weeks after a show. And it's like, yeah, good Lord. And you can tell. Oh yeah. And it's like, Oh, why would you do that? I, I don't know. Again, people to each their own people have different goals. Uh, well, and th those are usually people's hormones that are trashed by the end of their prep too. So like, if you're like, if you're a natural bodybuilder and, 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 and you are not eating a lot of dietary fat, then yeah, that's going to be you. Like you're just going to get super fat right after this show because, because mm -hmm. you're, your thyroid's tanked, your metabolism's tanked. I mean, you you have you have you have nothing working for you. you that your 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 fats are your are are your life breath lifeblood when you're on competition prep. If you're natural, if you're not natural, for, yeah, you forget what I said. You can get away with a lot more than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll never know. Yeah. We'll never know what that's like. Yep. Hey, podcast coach Colt here. Thanks a lot for listening to the entire episode. All right, here is Taylor's update for the week. A couple more things before we sign off. She would like to say happy Saturday, everyone. Hope that you all had a wonderful week. The sickness that's been going around has hit our family and it's been a long week of fevers, coughs, runny noses, and survival. TBH, to be honest, I only got one workout in this week, but I'm just about to head into the studio here at home and get my second one in. On another note, Colt and I started a small group at church this week that is all about Jesus's life, and we are loving it. The history has been really cool for me to learn. Amen to that. Pastor Roger does an absolutely incredible job. Killed it. Um, hope you all have an amazing week ahead. Thanks for being part of our lives and our journey. Okay, uh, my update. So uh, tentative and almost finalized date for the Open Natural um, is on August 31st, 2024. This means that all of our athletes prepping for the show have another three weeks to prep. So no one has complained about that. Uh, I am enjoying the next three weeks uh, that, that I have to before having to even think about cutting again. So uh, that's the most important date on our calendar, professionally speaking this year. So we'll just have, excuse me, so we'll have more info on that as we get closer to the date until then uh we're going to be eating lots of steak worshiping jesus training coaching podcasting cheerleading practice school church events uh too blessed to be stressed and don't even have time to think about being stressed even if we were <laughs> all right so our athlete spotlight of the week is andrea williams from dover delaware united states this is word for word exactly what she said I woke up at 173 pounds today. I have not seen that number since fall of 2021. So I went up two pounds on the first 10 days or so, then dropped seven pounds over the last 18 days. I legit thought it wasn't working at first, but decided to trust the process and it's working. I am so shocked, LOL. Eating higher fat at first definitely helped me to get into a fat burning mode. Then slightly decreasing the fat has helped me to start burning my own fat as fuel. I could literally I could literally feel it the last week when I was naturally falling into a fasting pattern. It's like I just wasn't hungry because my body was using my own stores. It's so nuts. End quote. I am so proud of you, Andrea. That first week or two is critical in becoming metabolically adapted into a proper human diet. Obsessing over the scale makes too many people quit too early when their results were probably just right around the corner. It's heartbreaking. So keep trusting the process and watching the magic. Thank you for your detailed report. Once again, when you prioritize fatty meat, sugar cravings vanish fasting is easy and the best part is beef and butter taste way better than they ever did before because you've trained yourself mentally and physically as to what real food really is congratulations you've come super far proud of you andrea uh podcast review from the supersetyourlife.com podcast aka this show is from sarah lawrence from seattle washington united states she says listening to this one i was apprehensive signing on a male coach since i had a bad experience with my last physical trainer including taylor on all of your correspondence has been awesome and makes me and my husband feel super comfortable about working together that was episode 219, Soul, Spirit, Joints, and Marrow, Why and How I Write Workout Plans. Thanks a lot, Sarah. We are passionate about bodybuilding, but we are more passionate about marriage. God bless you guys, and thanks for the kind words. Uh, podcast review for Carnivore Coaches Corner from Melina Smith from Denver, Colorado, United States. So good, coach. They are messing with the wrong nerd. <laughs> Proud of you for standing up for a healthy lifestyle and calling out all the bullshit, all, all excuse me, all the BS out there. Uh, that was in session number 41, not feeding fiber to your kids is child abuse, question mark. 
Thanks to Melina, one of the uh, biggest deer eating nerds in the state of Montana. I don't think anybody would argue with that. Glad it made sense. Controversial topic for sure, but the truth always comes out when you search for the answers. All right. Uh, YouTube review, Skullbells TV, Alexander Poryor um, from Marathon Key, Florida, United States. I love the Isaiah, the Isaiah verse, uh, what, one that I can lean on and love to teach children so that they carry it with them all their days is Joshua 1.9. Uh, that was in response to our video, uh, pull up world record holder on Philippians 4.13. Can't go wrong with that one. It's like, it's 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 like it's used like three to four times throughout the chapter anyway. <laughs> so since the uh, so since that you said that, I'm going to read it to Everly in NIV or CSB, something that she can understand well. She's overcoming stage fright for cheerleading. Be strong and courageous, Alexandra. So yeah, what I meant by that is the phrase "be strong and courageous" is worded uh, word for word three times in the first chapter of the book of Joshua. Whenever something's repeated in the Bible, it means that God's trying to make a point. Okay, uh, store review is from Danielle Fisher, a WNBF bo uh, Fit Body Pro. She says, really enjoyed them. Favorite flavor was chocolate chip, and that is the chocolate chip crumbly bars on our website, supersetyourlife.com. Uh, Danielle is from Merrimack, New Hampshire, United States. Thanks, Danielle. They sit in my stomach pretty well, too. Kids love them, too. Thanks for the order. A uh, couple more updates and announcements. The Open Natural update again. Uh, it's going to be at the Maidenbauer Center in Bellevue, Washington, United States. So very, very excited about that. Much bigger venue than what, than what we had last year. So we're amped for that. Uh, the date is Saturday, uh, August 31st, 2024. Here again, that is tentative. I will be guest posing and emceeing this event again. I'm also going to be providing some uh, little bits of entertainment here and there. Just to, just to keep everybody... Um, just keep everybody entertained. <laughs> okay, so uh, congratulations to our Skull Bell giveaway winner. That is uh, Jonathan Stedman from Hamburg, Arkansas, United States. Thank you very much, Jonathan, for subscribing to and sharing on, on commenting on our YouTube channel. Uh, we already have way more than enough watch time in terms of hours for what's required to get paid by YouTube. So we're almost to a thousand subscribers, which is the last box that we need to check for that to happen. Every comment, every share helps. Thanks, buddy. Means more than you know. Enjoy the Patriot Edition Deltoid Desolator. Low key, by the way. I'm glad that nobody overseas won that giveaway <laughs> because shipping to Arkansas uh, wasn't that bad. If somebody wanted that was overseas, um, I don't know. I would have been like, crap. <laughs> but I would have shipped it out anyway. Okay. Dad joke of the week. Uh, Ezekiel 24, 3B through 5 says this. Put on the pot. Excuse me. Put the pot of fire. Put it on. And okay, a little bit of context before this, before, before this dad joke, actually. <laughs> uh, so Ezekiel is speaking right now to a nation that is about to be severely punished for their sins, uh, suffering mass destruction. And so the word fire here symbolizes the judgment that they would soon experience. Anyway, Ezekiel 24, uh, 3b through 5. Put on, excuse me, put the pot on the fire, put it on, and then pour water into it. Place the pieces of meat into it. Every good piece, thigh and shoulder. Mm, yum. <laughs> uh, fill it with choice bones. Take the choicest of the flock and also pile up the fuel under it. Bring it to a boil and cook the bones in it. This, okay, so there you go. This may not be nutritional advice, but it is one hell of a bone broth recipe. Definitely pun intended on that. Sorry for swearing, but I had to say it to make the joke work. Did you get the joke? I can't tell if you're laughing at it or not because, you know, I can't see you. So let me know if you thought it was funny. <laughs> and then we'll bring it up in Ezekiel class once we get there in a couple weeks. Uh, oh, by the way, on that, uh, we are, so so yeah, we are. If, if you're unaware, we are studying the book of Ezekiel Wednesday nights, uh, 6 o'clock p.m. Mountain Standard Time online as a small group email me for details on that you can get caught up from our first three sessions by uh, by my recordings email me for details on those and i got you there too all right all right everybody so i'm just going to end on a, a note of gratitude so uh luke 1 46 through 48 says my soul magnifies the lord and my spirit rejoices in god my savior because he has looked with favor on the humble condition of his servant Thus was how Mary communicated her gratitude and praise for the miracle that she was just informed of a few verses earlier by our good friend Gabriel the angel. She would be the mother of the one whose birth we measured time itself by. And actually, going back to what Taylor was saying earlier about how uh, about what we're learning in this uh, Life of Christ class with Pastor Roger, uh, actually Jesus was born around 5 BC. <laughs> 
yeah, I know. Didn't make sense to me either. But uh, that's a conversation for another day. So anyway, uh, always cons- Dominique Young says to always consider the verse within the context of the chapter, to always consider the chapter within the context of the book, and to always consider the book within the context of the entire Bible. You can't go wrong if you study the Bible that way. So as long as we keep this in mind when we pray, when we meditate, or when we dive deeper into a particularly intriguing or resonating Bible verse, I believe that we can learn from Mary's praise here and that we are wise to respond to our blessings with a similar attitude. So at the end of my last client check-in today, we prayed Mary's prayer together celebrating the blessings that god has given both of us this week so my question to you the listener is how do you acknowledge what you are grateful for do you journal do you write handwritten notes uh you can check out our podcast from last friday our journaling masterclass with ingrid dubert um or uh, for for more on that um or do you prefer to pray so we're going to pray together right now if you're down um God loves to hear all the above. He judges the heart above all else. If you haven't thanked him for what he's done for you lately, and if you're looking for words to express that gratitude, may I suggest either repeating what Mary said word for word. Um, Here is a plural way to pray it with a close friend or a spouse, or even with your workout partner, or even with me. I'll do it with you. And so uh, I'm thinking of something that I'm grateful for right now, all right? Um, I want you to think of something that you're grateful for. I'm going to give you five seconds. Four three, two, and one. And if you couldn't think of anything because I put you on the spot, then how about just thanking, uh, how, how about just thanking God that he sent his own, one and only begotten son to die for us. Amen. All right. So, um, heavenly father, our souls magnify you, God, and our spirits rejoice in you, our savior, because you have looked with favor on the humble condition of your servants. Amen. God bless. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening. We'll catch you later this week on episode 224 of the supersetyourlife.com podcast. Let's go.